Welcome back to the Scaling Creative Podcast. Today we are going to talk about and kind of continue the conversation from the last podcast. And we're going to dive into creating content and also repurposing content because it doesn't have to be as hard, I think, as we make it. Yep. Right? You, yep. you talk about that all the time. Yep. Repurposing content is the best way. Mm-hmm. to just produce a lot repurposing and even resharing certain things at yeah. certain times not all the time but yep. yeah it's a great way to produce a lot of content so much stuff companies have lying around that they yeah. can use as content yeah. yeah actually just the other day i i was just feeling a little tired and not in the mood to like think a new thought and so i went through some of my content from a while ago and looked at what was popular what people liked what people shared and i turned it into like a quote and i shared that and it got way actually yep. more engagement than the original post. Yep. Yep. Nobody knew. No. And it's so important. That's the thing. You have to realize, number one, the algorithm doesn't show everything to everybody. Yeah. Number oh, two, yeah. if you're someone that is growing your brand, you have all these new people yes. who most people don't go back and watch other content. Mm-hmm. Most Some people do, yeah. but a lot Very don't, yeah. especially if you're pulling pieces from old pieces. Mm-hmm. It's like it's there's a whole new like amount of people that are seeing your stuff that yeah. may have never seen that. Yep. And the people that did already see that, they don't really care either. Yeah, like they're okay. Content, yeah. Who cares it's, if it's there again? And it's a great thing to do because mm-hmm. if you produce a lot of content, you have even more content to always mm-hmm. repurpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So let's first start with just in general, different ways to create content. Mm-hmm. It's something that I learned like through you from, was it Gary Vee? He was talking about pillars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. He talks a lot about pillar content. Can you explain a little bit about what that is, what pillar content is? Yeah. So he, uh, basically the concept is when we're talking about repurposing content and we're talking about micro content, which mm-hmm. is small piece of content that go on social media, mm-hmm. the best, the thing people struggle with a lot is to come up with nonstop new small content mm-hmm. because you just it's not easy to non-stop come up with ideas yeah yeah so the whole concept behind pillar content is what long form content can you create mm-hmm. it could be a podcast mm-hmm. it could be a article mm-hmm. it could be five tips that are your whatever mm-hmm. your pillar content is the big thing mm-hmm. that ends up being broken up into all the various forms mm-hmm. so you know this is really easy and popular for People that do speak, that that talk yeah. a lot, that do mm-hmm. keynotes, it's people that do podcasts, people that love writing articles, whatever. That's great pillar content because yes. you have lots of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's interviews with people, all that kind of stuff is great. Mm-hmm. That's why we push a lot of people to cut to to podcasts. Yep, because it allows you to do you know have that long form. But pillar is basically just the big thing mm-hmm. that can be broken up into the mm-hmm. smaller thing. Mm-hmm. And what we talk about all the time is just you posting a lot. Yeah, and the it's easy to post a lot Mm -hmm. when you have the big thing to always keep pulling from Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. I also think sometimes too about pillar content, like in my brain of, okay, I talk a lot about these specific topics. Mm -hmm. So what are even some topics? Pillar topics. Yep. Yeah. That you have within your business that you're constantly, and, and it's different for every single person, but really figure out what are three to five major pillars. Yeah that uh, topics I talk about a lot or teach on or part of services that I have. And then underneath those, figuring out, like we briefly talked about last episode of how can you educate people? How can you entertain somebody? Like, is there something that's inspirational about that? Um, Another thing that I have under mine is like, to get people involved, like mm-hmm. what's something that you can do to get other people involved mm-hmm. in this content? So 
I think having that really helps you go from, I don't know what to create or feeling like I don't have enough to create to Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I have so many things that I can talk about, teach on, inspire, sell, Mm -hmm. all those different kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, like if you were to look at like an example, let's take a a client of ours as an auto body shop, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, your your pillar of what your business is, is basically fixing cars right mm-hmm. so underneath that you could build tons of trees and branches full of things of yep how what content create can i create that helps people do the stuff themselves mm-hmm. what content can i do to educate people to understand what we're even doing when we say they need a new muffler system yeah what content can be what are the ways that they can keep their car in shape when they're not like yeah and then under there how can i teach people how to do the spark plug how can i teach people to do tires how can yep. I do so you're building your yeah. pillar can be a piece of content, but yep. it really can be like your your brain, your company's organization mm-hmm. is the pillar. Mm-hmm. And how can you branch off to do all those different things to make yeah. the micro from it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And exactly. it really becomes easy when you look at, mm-hmm. if you put a whiteboard down of like, yep. what do we talk about? What is our company about? Mm-hmm. There's There better be a lot of things in general that yeah. your company's about yeah. because that's why, that's why you're in business in the first yeah. place. Yeah, for sure. So, and it's just taking those things and figuring out mm-hmm. how you can make a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, you all the little topics that you talk about, yep. a single topic, mm-hmm. if you were talking about self-image or something, mm-hmm. there's a million things that you could talk about off of that. Yep. And then you create yourself a little calendar of, okay, yep. well, I'm going to film all these in one day maybe. Yep. And that's going to be, mm-hmm. and that's what we try to talk about a lot and what I think is important is people understanding the the need to set a a filming if you're going to create video content set yourself a schedule and you don't need to create one video when you go to sit behind the camera create a bunch of them so that you can produce a month's worth of content and get ahead of the schedule Mm -hmm. because when it comes to content that's the hardest part is for people is consistency Mm -hmm. and it's usually because on a Friday before the day's out, they're thinking about what they need to post on that Friday afternoon. Yeah. And then you're running last second. And then you get to next Friday, the same thing. Like yep. you can't think like that. Right, right. You have to try to plan things out mm-hmm. and try to, uh, to try to just get ahead of the schedule mm-hmm. and have your things that are what they call um, evergreen content, yep. which is content that is just basically good always. Yep. You know, when you're talking about different things, there's there's certain topics that are always going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. If you watch it 10 years from now, it's still going to make sense. Sure. There are other things. If you were talking about like, you know, how to fight something that was currently happening in the world, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. That's only going to be. And the more evergreen content you create, the longer that content can always be repurposed mm-hmm. and used and used and used mm-hmm. and used. Yeah, for sure. And not everyone has that kind of evergreen content, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of evergreen content available. Yeah, there's a lot more than I think people realize. So I just think it would be so helpful to, if you're struggling with content or, you know, I I think that you should do this all the time, but have a meeting with your team or yourself if you're a one-man shop. And then just literally, whether it's on a whiteboard or I personally am like a post-it note freak. Did you know I was going to say that? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So I love post-it notes and I just like think about, I I don't know, that, that helps me Mm because then I can move things around on, you know, with the post-it notes. So think about the pillars topic wise Mm -hmm. in your business and then break things down educational, you know, however you want to do that, teach, inspire, sell, and then figure out some different ideas with your team because utilize having a team like that's a lot of brains it's collective wisdom Mm -hmm. people always come up you know on my team like with things that oh my gosh that's such how how did I not think of that you know or somebody says well you're really good at this I am you know (laughs) 
Because right. sometimes you just need somebody else yep. in that. So starting that conversation, you can go from not knowing what to do with content to having 75 ideas yep. that you can then plug into a calendar or whatever. And a great free resource for you is an app called Trello. Trello, a lot of people have heard of this, but Trello is a great free resource mm-hmm. that is just kind of like an idea yep. board. It's literally, I think, free for almost every like perk other than maybe the amount of people. If you, There's like a paid version, but... Yeah. It's a great resource mm-hmm. for that those brainstorm meetings because obviously there's nothing wrong with whiteboard, nothing wrong with sticky notes, nothing. Yeah. But if you want a digital solution that allows everyone to kind of see it in real time and move yep. things around, it's great. Yeah. Especially for content pieces because you can put things in schedules and you can put notes inside it and add certain people to it. Yeah. Really, really good free resource to check out for sure. Yeah. Just, just We'll put that in the show notes if we remember. We're really bad at remembering which one <laughs> the show Or I should say I'm really bad at that. But Trello, it's easy to find. Look for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, what are some other ways that you feel like can help people get inspired with finding content? I think definitely consuming it, mm-hmm. but you got to be careful you're not so overly consuming that you forget to produce anything. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people make that mistake. Timer. They're they're really really good at. I'm just learning more about social yeah. media. I'm watching. No, you're just watching less social media. Yeah, it's a big difference. You're watching. If you find yourself watching cat. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. reels. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> means you're, you're, you're way done. too deep. Unless you're the owner of a pet store. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There sure, you go. look at that. See? Come on, man. <laughs> Listen to the cat lover. She's trying to defend True. her cat. just defending. She's trying to. Because you know I watch a lot of cats. I know, I know. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think about that until. But one thing to be inspired, like one thing you could do is, is, is if you almost do homework, if you were to say like, I'm going to spend 15 minutes on TikTok mm-hmm. and you were to look at TikTok in a whole different way and every single post you write take notes of something yeah you watch a piece of thing and you're like okay this has and and look at the things that have a lot of views Mm -hmm. and be like what did it do in the first five (laughs) seconds yeah what did it do at the end yeah was there a call to action was there not were they trying to sell something were they trying to not were they trying to Mm -hmm. did they educate me did they entertain me what were they trying to do Mm -hmm. and you'll start to see trends Mm -hmm. that you may think that's genius, but they probably thought about that when they were creating it in the first place because yes. really good people on social media understand how to create yep. stuff. Yep. You know, you'll look at certain people on YouTube and all these different people that just blow up on these platforms and you're like, I feel like anyone could do that, but they can't. Yeah. They're very, these people that are humongous YouTubers and humongous content creators, they are intelligent at knowing what works on, on yeah. social media platforms. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason they have 20 million, 30 million subscribers. You may think the content's no good or terrible, and you're like, how could these people watch it? They know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they're very, very good at doing it. Mm-hmm. And you can see trends, especially on YouTube. Look at some of the most popular vloggers of all time, or look at people that create more content that is more motivational. Mm-hmm. There's very unique things that you do in the beginning of videos, mm-hmm. 10 seconds into the videos, later in the videos mm-hmm. that make a huge difference yeah. in the engagement you get. Yeah. And do some homework. Watch this stuff and instead of just consuming it, take 30 minutes to consume it and take notes. Yeah. Yeah. When you walk into a room as a student versus, you know, like the teacher, you walk in different. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're observing different things. So like walk in as a student and see what you can learn. I think also people that, that have really good content, they know who they're talking to. Mm-hmm. So do you know who you're not, and not that you have to like pigeonhole yourself totally, but you do have to know, okay, this video, who am I talking to? Mm-hmm. And how, like, you almost want them to be like, man, how, 
are they reading my emails or like they reading my mind or, mm-hmm. you know, they, because then they feel known and seen. And so they're way more likely to consume it mm-hmm. if they feel like you're speaking directly to them. So I think I, knowing them is important. I think that's definitely important. I, I do think that there's the, the other side, the devil's advocate side that I will say mm-hmm. can also be valuable is that because I do this a lot. I have, I have a very a very different uh, – a couple of different audiences that yep. kind of follow what I do. There's like the filmmakers. Yep. There's the people that just like vlog stuff. There's yeah. the people that are business owners. And then there's like a LinkedIn audience, which is potential clients. Yes. That it's also important to realize it's really a good idea to have a target audience and go hard after it because mm-hmm. you can obviously know who they are. Mm-hmm. But it's also okay – Mm-hmm. If you want to be spread around a bunch, because yeah. you also just have to realize that like not everyone sees everything, mm-hmm. yep, and they also can decide to watch it or not. Mm-hmm. And depending on you know, especially if you're a personal brand, and you're into a bunch of different things. This mm-hmm. is sometimes the hardest thing because yep. they're like, well, I don't really have a target. Mm-hmm. And some people don't want to be like, I don't want to be the YouTube tutorial guy for filmmakers only because that pigeonholes me. Yeah, I don't also want to be like the person that's just into this or just into mm-hmm. that. So. Are there less views because of that from a lot of certain videos that don't hit people? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I look at it like every view is an eyeball Mm -hmm. that someone else didn't get. Right. And even if something does a little less Mm performance-wise, which never has mattered to me, Mm -hmm. it's thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of eyeballs in all different genres that depending on the industry you're in as mm-hmm. a video as, as someone that ultimately makes their money from video production mm-hmm. I don't care what eyeballs see it <laughs> yeah. what matters is that if you have a business that can potentially sell mm-hmm. a service that everyone could use which are honestly most businesses yeah you, sure you may have a target of mm-hmm. people that really would find value in your thing mm-hmm. but Who's to say that the person that found value in a vlog that is not a filmmaker or a business owner yeah. doesn't have a father who is, yes. who they share that with and ends up mm-hmm. that being your biggest client because they found something. It's So yeah. you don't overthink it, but yep. also there's nothing wrong with being super focused on a certain genre yeah. because that makes sense too. Yeah. Yeah, but there's not sure. like the right or wrong. I've kind of found that because yeah. I go back and forth all the time of like, ah, should I be more specific? And I'm like, well, no, because mm. like I want of a lot of people to see it, yeah. like various people. Yeah. So, And I'll just say this because with me and my business, like I have a super specific niche mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. certain products that I have. Yep. And then I have like my podcast is very general. Mm-hmm. And so that one is like a very wide right. <laughs> range. And then I have other things that are super yep. niche. But so it depends on too, like what, who am I talking to on that platform yep. or in this post yep. type of thing. So it can vary. Yep. Um, but also too, just something to be mindful. Yeah. And I think it's of. a great point of what you're saying too, of like, especially when you are getting, we don't want people to oversell on social media, but when you are going to sell something, mm-hmm. you absolutely need to know who you're talking to. For sure. And it's okay if that gets the least performing views, mm-hmm. if the views are the ones you want. Yes. Like you should be, in very, very intentional when you're actually trying to sell. Yes. And that's the great thing about social media. When you're talking about being able to, when you put paid money behind social media for Mm -hmm. selling something, it's amazing because not only can you cater the content to them, but you can Mm -hmm. make sure that they only see it. Yes. Rather than the people that wouldn't find value of it. Exactly. And that's the beauty of social media that you never had before. Right. You don't, you don't need generic videos when you actually want to sell. That's a good Because point. you can just make sure the right people see it. That's a really So good when you're talking specifically to like a single mom, mm-hmm. if you target an ad 
to just single moms, mm-hmm. you can be unbelievably specific. specific in that piece of content, and then it hits them incredibly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because you can speak to what you know only they will mm-hmm. understand. And you don't have to worry about the non-single person that sees your content because you can make sure that that doesn't – no one else sees it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. right and I, I think that that's something that as people get into it more – Especially when they're starting, I feel like when you first start putting out stuff, a lot of people aren't seeing it regardless. Mm-hmm. The best thing is just put everything out. Yeah. Put er- uh, like just because number one, you got to feel for what you even like mm-hmm. talking about. Because mm-hmm. you know, I think I could do really well if I only went on a certain genre of like tutorials or whatever. But I don't really enjoy it. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So I don't want to also just do something I don't like. Yes. But for me to get a feel for what I like doing, what I don't, and then what does well and what doesn't, it always just opens up avenues mm-hmm. to do kind of a little bit of whatever. Yeah. But yeah. if if you want to get one, to get specific and then you sell something, you can really go after those people. Yeah, for sure. I think people too are scared when they have a smaller audience. Mm-hmm. But you should probably be the least scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we always people aren't really watching. When you so. start, don't worry about how like, specific you yeah. are. Nobody's watching it anyway. But yeah. a lot like, of the clients that like we start with, you can tell they're nervous to put mm-hmm. out content. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they think, a lot of people overthink, what content should I put out? And they want to make it perfect. Like they script it out. They pick all of the elements of it. And they're like, I have to have this, this whole thing. Perfect. I have to say the perfect thing and I have to follow the script exactly. And it has to be edited this way. And then I'll post it once it's polished. But that's like a huge mistake. And you've seen like when we work with clients that have, you know, all this, the library full of footage, the things that do well are the little things that you can pick out from like a safety meeting about bee stings, just like throw that in there and caption it. And that's a piece of content and it doesn't have to be perfect or scripted, but those end up doing really well because they're just always little things, little nuggets throughout the day. And you do a lot of it more and more content. That way you're not waiting till a perfect day to do the perfect piece of Mm -hmm. content. That's been completely polished over. That's what holds most people back. What you Mm -hmm. just said is this perfect, honestly in life, this holds so many people back. They want everything to be perfect when when people become an entrepreneur for the first time or whatever. Yep. They want their journey to look perfect. If you chase perfection, you will mm-hmm. never make it yep. or be good at anything. <laughs> and not to mention what I've always said is like, who are you to say that it's perfect? Yeah, true. Like for me to overthink a piece of content for a month and then put it out and be like, okay, now it's perfect and nobody sees it. I'm like, they just don't get it. No, it's not. Yeah. It's just not perfect. It's just not perfect. Yeah. Like it's the co- content that does so well half the times. So we we had it was a great example of a, a a keynote speaker that we work with a lot. A great friend of mine too. So I, I'm able to have like candid conversations. Yeah. I remember specifically a piece of content we created, and he just wasn't a huge fan of it. This was early on in his journey. I was yeah. like, just post it. Don't over. He's like, but I just don't like the way like I sound. Like post the thing. It did better than any content he ever had in his in his past. Yep. yep. And now to this day, it's mm-hmm. helped him unbelievably because he just will put out kind of anything. Yeah. He would have never known if he didn't exactly. try different pieces. And it's the and whole thing is it's just perfect. like you you can't say the audience decides yeah. whether anything's any good. Yep. Yeah. Quality perspective, yeah. audio perspective, yeah. you can't education, take it personally entertainment. If they don't like a piece. Yeah. <laughs> just and try it, something. And I think that when you actually understand that, it takes the pressure off yep. creating. Yep. yep. Because I'm not concerned if a certain person judges this mm-hmm. too strongly mm-hmm. because I know that all these other people might find it valuable. Yeah. I'm not concerned when one video doesn't do super well, but I see a, a one comment of someone that it really impacted. Yes. Because it's all about 
Number one, just keep putting it out. I always say like it's in a social media world, especially when you're not doing paid advertisement, you're basically, it's a lottery system. Mm -hmm. And you win the lottery by buying more tickets to the lottery, Mm -hmm. not by buying one a year and hoping Mm -hmm. that that one is the correct one. That's a really good point. And Mm -hmm. the more tickets you buy, the more chance you have. Like I I love saying with almost every meeting I have, like no one ever created a viral video. They made a video that went viral Mm -hmm. because you cannot predict what's going to yeah. work. Yeah. Most videos that went viral, no one ever really thought that yes. they would go that viral. Yeah. I had a video just during over over like the Thanksgiving break that I was I I knew I was going to post but I just wasn't super like crazy about it but I was like I'm just going to I woke up that day and I was like you know what I'm just going to get this out today because I really want to get it done just get it out. And it was my fastest growing video in history on my channel in a matter of 24 hours. And I was almost not going to post it then. I might have eventually, but the whole point is it just makes me laugh because I'm always like all the videos people don't think are that good end up being the best. And the ones that I post and I'm like, this is – I really think this is going to be super (laughs) valuable. It does bad. I'm always just like – that's why I love social media. I know. You just, I know. See, then you can learn. You. <laughs> you can learn the patterns. The more you put out, the more you see what goes yeah. viral after you put it out. Then you see then you And more importantly, you learn that the pattern is not predictable. Exactly. So don't overthink it. Exactly. Like, just put it out. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this one ad the other day, and it was like, how to create viral videos. And I'm like, that is... Yeah. Like the wrong, you know what I mean? And it probably had but, f- 15 views. <laughs> like, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, you don't necessarily you create, can't create some, a viral video. No. That's the thing. It's a recipe for a viral video. Yeah. And step one <laughs> people are trying to make something what it's not. You know what I mean? Just produce things. And, and like you had said, there was one. There was one post that I'm like, I love mic drop of my own. I'm like, this is so good. And it sucked. Like, it did nothing. Did you and take it personally, though? You were like, oh, man. Yeah, I did a little <laughs> bit. But then, you know, a couple of days later, I posted something that was dumb to me. Uh-huh. And it did. It got so many shares and saves. I'm like, why? <laughs> but sometimes what you see as normal is not normal to other people. Yep. You're so close to what you're good at. Yep. That you don't even recognize Absolutely. that it's great. Yep. So I, I think, yeah, it, it's a matter of just putting it out there. Yep. And when you're new and you don't have a lot of that, that is the best time yep. to do this. And, and to experiment. That's the best and time to, to experiment. experiment for yep. sure. But then also, I think this is so important. No matter how many people you have, followers, whatever, serve them. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking about, I need more followers. Yep. Start just serving the people that you do have. Yep. Loving the people that you do have. Building the relationship with people that you do have. Because naturally, mm-hmm. yep. it will grow from there. I also think it's a, like I've wanted to make a video about this for a while about how people don't realize what like the what a view is of how many people. Yeah. Like if someone if you posted a video tomorrow, and it got. 50 views on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. naturally, you might think to yourself, like, "Ah, a lot of people didn't see it. But if I put 50 people in a room in in front of you and had you talk, would that not feel like a pretty captive audience that would fill this this whole room and talk? But yet people, I think, forget that, like, those are actually people behind that. So over the course of a, a week on LinkedIn, I may post... 10 videos or 15 videos, some may get 30 views, some may get 200 views, some may get 1,000 views, whatever. But week by week, my face is showing up to 10, 20,000 mm-hmm. people every single week mm-hmm. just branding myself. 
And I think that people also just are too used to like they see massive numbers on a platform that someone has that is, you know, millions of subscribers. Mm -hmm. They post something and it gets 20 views and they're like, I just feel like it's not worth my time. That's 20 people. Yeah. That might have never seen you, Mm -hmm. especially when you talk about B2B on a LinkedIn platform. Mm Mm-hmm. Those, there may be 10 eyeballs, but what if seven are CEOs of a company that could be massive clients? Mm -hmm. Like eyeballs are eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And if you also just don't overthink that, it'll put less pressure on you, but also will make you excited that it may only be 20 people. But if I had the chance tomorrow to talk to 25 people Mm -hmm. that were business owners in our area Mm -hmm. and portray a message, I would do it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. But yet people won't do it on a video Mm -hmm. because they're afraid that it doesn't Mm -hmm. look good. It's not perfect enough. (laughs) Like it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so, so true. So when you start to create content, you're putting stuff out there, experiment, you know, it's totally fine. Good, bad, ugly, everything in between. Then you can also repurpose Mm -hmm. content. And, you know, I mean, it could be, Let's say it's a podcast or it's a blog or whatever it might be, fill in the blank. Then you can make it into quotes, Mm -hmm. some of your favorite quotes from that. Make it little clips of things. You know, there's so much that you can do with one piece of content. So what do you recommend to people? I mean, is it take your best podcast or blog or whatever and then break it down or what do you recommend for people when they're thinking about repurposing where do you start i think you first have to start with some content in the first place so mm-hmm. if, if we're talking about a client that doesn't even have content yet you can't really repurpose yeah. much. Right, right right but if we're talking about so let's talk about both sides of it the person first that has no content yep or let's just say no video content or no social media content okay. you still have a lot of things randomly even throughout maybe your website or even throughout your building that can start to be a piece of content. But we'll talk more about for the repurposing side of it, people that are kind of already somewhat creating content. The place, the the cool thing about repurposing content is you may do a podcast like this, for example, for an hour. Mm -hmm. In this hour, we talk about a lot of things that are all very different audiences if you actually break it down into True. micro content. Yep. Yeah. Like the, this podcast is about social media mm-hmm. or about repurposing content. But we can pull pieces from this that might have been to the person that's scared of creating the content. Yep. We can pull it to the business owner to repurpose content. We can Mm -hmm. pull it to the person on LinkedIn that's more about why those eyeballs are so important Mm -hmm. for your content. Yep. We can post to Instagram that's more about not overthinking the perfection side of it. Mm -hmm. We can post to TikTok. So the great thing about repurposing is you take a pillar content that might that has to be general mm-hmm. in terms of a single title yeah. for a one hour video or whatever. Yeah. But now you create 20, 30, 50 different pieces, depending on how mm-hmm. many you want to create that now go into all the different actual specific platforms mm-hmm. that drive people back to the actual podcast yep. or whatever the content is. And that's, so when I always think about repurposing content, so I have someone that works specifically like with me on helping me create content. So Mm -hmm. his job is to always just pull content and to go back for old YouTube videos, podcasts, everything, and just make content. But I I specifically, even sometimes week by week, can say like, I only want content that is Mm. really the LinkedIn audience this week. Right. 
And so all the stuff that's going to go on there is going to be specific topics that make sense to a business owner, someone watched me on yep. LinkedIn. When I say I want content that's much more for like the filmmaker, mm-hmm. it's a whole different section of content yeah. that makes sense for those people. Yeah. And that's what's great about it is that if you kind of wanted to, if, if your goal at the very minimum was like I want to post once a week on LinkedIn and once a week on Instagram mm-hmm. and once a week, these pillar content pieces mm-hmm. give you all these micros that can easily spread across those. Yes. And then you just start to create more and more and more There's and more so and more. Yeah. And as an editor, this is the editor in me coming out. Yeah, I love it. Bring it out, girl. Organize that stuff. Yep. The more footage you get, what I do is in Final Cut, you keyword all of your footage yep. into different categories. And then like even years later, you know where everything's at and you can pull stuff from those little bins and come up with a million different things. And what can be even more powerful that we also do with a a transcription service called otter.ai is every single piece of content that I create is transcribed back end. Mm -hmm. So if we want to search for the last time that I talked about something, Mm -hmm. I can search and it will look at all the times I talked about it. Yep. So if you were going to put, and this is, I mean, Gary Vee is the master of this. He's got a massive team, but he's got his own search engine just for this. But The beauty of it is that when you suddenly want to, as a business, repurpose a piece of content that is like about a certain topic, Mm -hmm. if you actually get good enough at organizing and keeping track of what things were talked about, Mm -hmm. you can instantly be like, we want to put a video together all about this Mm -hmm. and look at all the different times that things were referenced and put these mashups together and these different things. Mm Which then also brings a lot of like credibility to you because yep. they're like, "What? I never saw that piece of content. What is that from? Mm-hmm. What is this from? Mm-hmm. What is this from?" And they start to want to look at your catalog of stuff. Yep. And that takes obviously years. Mm-hmm. Right. We start with clients. We've had a couple of clients we've been working for for years, and we have crazy organization, and we can go back. And when they want a certain piece of content made, we can mm-hmm. search for it. It becomes awesome. That's why we talk all the time about just creating it all the time. Yes. Because the more you have, the more the repurposing becomes Mm -hmm. super important. Mm -hmm. Because when the editor who helps me do all my content, when he has hundreds and hundreds of videos over the years that I've done, it's way easier to to repurpose. Yeah. Yeah. You can't repurpose something if you never even did it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it easy though. You got to start, you just got to start creating. Yes. Talk to the camera nonstop. Yeah. To the new content creator. I mean, the advice is to obviously start from the beginning with organization because that way you have it, you can build it over time. And if you know, you have a lot of stuff to sort through if you've done this for a while, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's still, you can organize it. It just takes more time, but yeah. Yeah. And even like the last episode, we talked about going live, like how that's a really great Mm -hmm. thing to start doing and, for the algorithm and all that stuff for right now, but then also being able to pull micro content from mm-hmm. that. So, cause you can go live on Instagram or wherever, save that video to your phone, edit it. If you want to put it in subtitle, have the captions or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. what, what else is mm-hmm. subtitle? There's lots other? of rev.com. Click yeah, subscribe. Rev.com. We like a lot. It's basically just captioning the caption. Of the titles. Yeah. yeah. But that's really important. Making mm-hmm. sure that you have yep. the captions in your videos. Cause What's it's the headline grabber and eighty I mean eighty five percent of people watch video without sound. So yeah. the reason you see titles and captions is because yeah. just like you know, when you're scrolling through social media, yep. if you see a video pop up right away, mm-hmm. if it has a title yep. and it is relevant to you, yeah. you are likely to stop and watch it. Yes. Versus hoping that they see the description really quickly. Yep. That doesn't happen as often. Exactly. A video. So yes, it's a little bit more work. Mm-hmm. But it's incredibly important. Yes. it's That's why we do with every single piece of content that goes out. Yeah. So do that. And then from that live, you know, you can pull up, pull it apart yep. and, you know. So I think that 
even if you're new and you're just starting to do things, just having this concept and being aware of it, you think differently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even I can when save you're that for it. later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You just make one thing and you know that you can save it for later to mm-hmm. bring back all these pieces. Mm-hmm. And podcasts are a great way. Obviously, podcasts, you have to make sure that you have if you're going to do a group of people mm-hmm. they, that they obviously like talking, that they that yeah. they enjoy doing it. Yeah. But if you only have one person, mm-hmm. then it may not be a podcast. It may just be like you set up and talk to the camera for an hour once a week and you answer frequently asked questions about mm-hmm. things and it mm-hmm. may be whatever it is. But mm-hmm. it's looking for opportunities yeah. that you can create content mm-hmm. for those things. Mm-hmm. That's a big reason why like we do video for this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's not just because people watch a podcast on YouTube. It's yeah. because we're a video company, so it makes sense to also have yeah. content that comes out that has a, a visual to it yep. instead of it just being like, you know, bouncing wave file or something. Yeah. Yeah. So is there more work? Yeah, but it makes sense for us mm-hmm. to do that. And that's why we try to get as many clients as possible to have to always be thinking about how can we create mm-hmm. pillar pieces of content because then what also happens is when you get to times like COVID, for example, yeah you can still keep putting content out yep. because you've been filming and filming and filming and pull out more and more rather than if you're kind of doing everything week by week and you're filming and editing, you run out of things really fast. Absolutely. So it, it's mm-hmm. just a good thing, but it could be a, a podcast. It could be a blog article that turns into like, we want to be clear, like uh, content is not just a video. Right. It's text, it's photos, yep. it's mm-hmm. anything you want. Mm-hmm. And so- Pillar content is also taking a video and making it into a micro piece of written content, yep. written content somewhere, yep. and a quote graphic somewhere else, yep. and a, another article that branches off a of top. Mm-hmm. It's content is content. Yes. We're not just talking about video. Obviously, mm-hmm. video is a primary thing of what we do, but that pillar micro content thing is so easy to do mm-hmm. at in all levels yep if you're a person that really doesn't like video and video is not your thing whatsoever mm-hmm. but you love writing you could do the same thing yes absolutely. in all the different ways mm-hmm. and that's the important thing to us mm-hmm. and as you said i think when you're aware of what you're gonna do with it yeah. or just knowing i can make content out of this mm-hmm. when you're creating a podcast or you're writing an article or you're shooting something mm-hmm. out in the field just keeping a mental note that right there was a good piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of like always remember, yeah. or you can write it down, or yeah. you can like in Final Cut, you can put a marker. Like yep. if I'm editing a podcast, yeah. put a little marker where somebody said something that was amazing. And yeah. now you know for later, that's where you could put your yep. your content. Just yeah. having that mindset yeah. makes yeah. it easier. And having some sort of source, like we talked about um, Trello, having something that you can kind of log those ideas yep. is mm-hmm. also very good. Yes. Like if you're a notepad person, that's fine too, whatever it is. Yep. But having something that's readily available mm-hmm. because every time you come up with an idea, we have we have one client specifically who like is obsessed with just like writing down ideas. Yeah. And I know where we'll get like messages with, yeah. hey, here's 200 new ideas because he's just an idea person, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. But like log those mm-hmm. because then when you suddenly aren't feeling super creative, yep. yes. just go through your log of all the things you were going to do. Mm-hmm. And when you put a log, try to put some thoughts behind because you may forget what you were yep. thinking. Don't just put a title because yeah. you may be like, what in the world was I even yeah. talking about? Yeah. Put some information. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's right. I wanted to create a piece of that because yeah. that's what we do all the time. Then if I suddenly need a piece of content mm-hmm. and we want to put something out, we could just be yeah. like, boom, we go in this thing and it has all these ideas that we've been talking about. Yeah. 
and yeah. it's good to do. I love that. You're always have you're always coming up with ideas. Oh, you're always coming up with questions that clients yep. ask. You're coming up with things. Mm-hmm. All those things turn into content. I bet yep. you use post-it notes to write those down. <laughs> you're a massive board. For I have notes. so many post-it notes. It's insane. I actually have this. I one day I want to have my own line. That'd be so fun. But also it's so funny because you begin to like your brain starts thinking about different things differently. Mm-hmm. Even when I listen to my pastor, I think about like, Ooh, that minute, uh-huh. that would be a great, <laughs> that's a good idea. minute. I can, yeah. hear, I can hear when the thing stopped, <laughs> the music stopped yeah. right there. <laughs> the text Ooh, over it. Like, logo. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny though, because you do begin to think that way, but allow yourself to be a beginner, allow yourself to make mistakes, be imperfect. Like stop trying to create the perfect piece of content mm-hmm. every day and just produce yep. and listen to your audience, see what they like, give them more of that and have fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's another piece of this is a way to create and repurpose is have fun mm-hmm. with what you're doing because also passion, enthusiasm, fun, that stuff sells. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important also to realize that like, this is so natural, I think, to all of us because it's Prep, what we do. Yeah, yeah. To most people, the idea of like coming up with things and making pieces of content is not natural. And like, this is not a sales pitch for just us. There are tons of other p- companies that you can obviously yeah. help you with this. But if if this is something that you're not natural at, True. that you're really thinking of like, okay, that sounds great. You guys do it all the time. That's try to find someone that can help you do it. Yes. Because this is something that is very, very valuable. And it is something that we highly recommend that you invest financially into. Yep. Because even if you have your own internal people, you're still investing into it. But whether you hire a company, but also pay attention to like, if you're going to produce a lot of content and you're going to hire someone to produce a lot of content, make sure that the people you're hiring are producing content Mm -hmm. because it comes so natural to us. We do it all the time. Mm But I know from experience, as we've seen other, even various companies, different things, that sometimes that's not as natural for mm-hmm. certain people to just think about how to come up with something out of nothing. Yeah. And the more and more that you can do it, the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. But if you're a person that like it, video is not your thing, but yeah. you really want to do it, and it's, I don't even recommend that you necessarily like hire an internal person immediately because you don't really know what you're looking for. Yep, exactly. So let, you know that's what we help companies all the time with just what they getting their own internal mm-hmm. people to even help with it mm-hmm. because it's so important. It's going to continue to be more and more and more important. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling so overwhelmed and like I can't even concept the idea of doing that, hire someone to help you do it. Yep. Because not doing it just because you don't want to mm-hmm. is still silly. Mm-hmm. And especially a small business, even though it's going to be some money out of the, out of your pocket for to get it done, we've seen how successful yeah. it is for people. Yeah. And you really have to just realize how important it is. Yeah. You need to create it. Yeah. The people that come to us that say they're terrible at it and need help end up mind shift, that mindset yeah. shift where they they might not know what to do at first and we help them. But then as they start thinking about it, they're like, Oh, maybe I could do this yep. when you're here. Yep. And like, we yep. could shoot this when yep. you're here and they start having their own ideas. They want to, this would be a good piece of content yep. and they get their team together to do. Mm-hmm. So I, we can see a lot of our clients growing that way Yep, because yeah, sure. we're helping them learn how to do this. Yeah. Video is so important. Even like when I created my 
course, my online course. Mm-hmm. And then I have a video, a promo video for it. So many people after they saw it, oh, you're le- legit. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, my 56 video, you know, online <laughs> is not legit. But this one minute, the promo clip, but, but it really makes a difference yep. too. And when you invest, I think in like a, a level, because even totally honest moment here, started working with or have a meeting set up with some guy for mm-hmm. financial stuff. And I saw this one promo video and it was very low quality and it made me question some things. Yep. So I just think like put your money in certain areas. I personally think mm-hmm. video is one of those things that mm-hmm. if it's not your jam, it's worth it. Hire somebody that it is there. Yeah, because yeah, it's thing. not even that it's it's not even that everything has to be flawless video quality. But at the same no. time, when you have to realize that in you, no matter what industry you're in, there are people that are doing it very legit. Yeah. So if you want to stick out, yes. and, or at least be even considered in there, there are people that produce incredible videos for their get you know really good videos produced for their company that aren't even as good as the other company, but yeah. they look way better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just because of yeah. what they're putting out there, yeah, because yeah. it, it's a brand thing. People that don't know about you, it's not just that we're in video that it makes us look at the videos and mm-hmm. critique them. Mm-hmm. People critique them more than you think, yeah. and it's not even that it can't be a valuable video if it's not shot well or looks good or sounds good. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about a brand, yeah, that makes a big difference when you when you hear about someone for the first time but see them in a very professional light. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, who are these people? Yeah, yeah. Versus do you look like a mom and pop shop that is real, real raw? There's nothing wrong with real, yeah. real raw as well, yeah. but I think there needs to be a blend, mm-hmm. something that really represents you. Yeah. And if you're like, I'm just thinking of an example of, let's say you're a speaker, right? If your speaker reel doesn't match, like if you charge $50,000 to speak at some place, your speaker reel needs to look like, Oh yeah, a fifty thousand dollars <laughs> yes. speaker. You, yep. But that's the same thing, though. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at business in general, like it has to kind of match yep. that. So, and video captures brand yep. in like a very specific way, and it has this beautiful ability to tell yep. a story. So, I don't know. Like, I just think that that has to match. It, it should. Yep. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people would agree, but yet they. Don't put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, well, they, I just think they should. Yeah, I, <laughs> there you I go. That's it, guys. Ian. That's it. End of story. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I absolutely think they should, and I think it's only going to be more and more important as we go yeah. on. Yeah. Social yeah. media has obviously changed the whole scope of what happens and what people consume, mm-hmm. and people are looking and how you're represented in social media, mm-hmm. I think matters way more than what people think. Yes. And you need, that's why you need to kind of, I've always said too, like if you're going to be on social media, you're going to have accounts on social media. They all should represent your brand mm-hmm. in some way and representing your, if you have a TikTok, but you don't use it at all for your company, that looks to the person that only found you on TikTok. Mm. Like you don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. They don't say, oh, well, they might be active on other social media. Mm. They're finding you on the social media they prefer the most. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even mean you have to be on them all. Yeah. It just means if you're going to be on them be. as your company, you better be on them. Yeah. Because if you want someone to randomly find you, but then you don't use it whatsoever, mm-hmm. you look dead mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. because they might not, you might have the most 
best website ever and the most yeah. well put together website, yeah. if they never see it because mm-hmm. they're not interested in websites, mm-hmm. you're you're not helping yourself. Right. So right. trying to exactly. just be active and, and mm-hmm. professional and whatever you want to represent yourself yeah. everywhere is super important. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So as you're looking to create and create content and repurpose it, I mean, there's so many different ways. We talked about yep. a lot of different things. And if you go live, obviously it doesn't need to be this quality mm-hmm. of video, but if you have a promo that you need to match mm-hmm. the price that you're, you know, selling your service at, like those things need to match. But just in general, showing up, trying new things, yep. being consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, not chasing perfection and then repurpose those big pillar content things that that you have. Anything else you guys want to add? Nope. Wrap this up. No, I think it's, I I just think there's so much potential pillar content for Mm -hmm. any company because Mm -hmm. you have a lot of knowledge in the stuff you do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, pillar content is just about putting a lot of information out there Mm -hmm. and just giving you, I mean, if you're good enough to just create micro content by itself without pillar, then do that too. Yeah. Yeah. But pillar is an easier way to start mm-hmm. and then repurpose. And then, and then we, you know, we didn't even really touch on it, but resharing things that have been out from a year True. ago and all yeah, is also true. a way to kind of put new content out. Yep. It's going to get a different organic reach. Mm-hmm. It's going to get a different, you know, it's a little different, but there are absolutely ways that there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Because yep. also a piece of content is sharing a piece of content. Yes. Because it's still you showing up or hopefully showing up on a news feed. Mm -hmm. So when you find things you love that don't just have to do with your industry, Mm -hmm. sharing is also content because it's all about just getting up there and and getting people to see you. And there's nothing wrong with even sharing past things. It doesn't mean you should do that all the time, but we have clients that do that all the time that share things from a year ago or whatever, or there's nothing wrong with that. Because it's still relevant. Yep. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And that's what like we talked about in the other episode about, or I think it was the other episode about evergreen content. The more that you post stuff that isn't time sensitive, Mm -hmm. the more content you're putting in a library of reusable, Reusable. Mm -hmm. especially your pillar content. Yep. If your pillar content makes sense Mm -hmm. anywhere, Mm-hmm. At any time, mm-hmm. it's always going to be so much easier to resurface yes. than when you're talking about something that is like current. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like if you're in a tech world, it's a little different because yeah. this stuff changes so much. Yeah, yeah. But if you're talking about everyday things, mm-hmm. it's it's always usable. So there's oh my gosh, there's like so, so many helpful tidbits. Yeah, in yeah, this. yeah. It can be overwhelming when you can. think about creating content. But yeah, but try to think about it as more whenever I get overwhelmed, I just think, OK, how can I get curious? Mm-hmm. Like, I, And I just kind of flip that a little bit in my brain. So get curious about um, producing content. Notice people who are doing it well and see what you can mm-hmm. put your student hat on <laughs> yes. and see what you can learn from them and how you can and kind just of start that. somewhere. Start somewhere. Even yeah. if you have five hundred dollars a month to spend mm-hmm. or a hundred dollars a month to spend. Figure out what you can do with yeah, anything. Absolutely. Because you will start to see why it matters, mm-hmm. which you'll start to invest more because of that. And you'll start to invest more. And then it it mm-hmm. all works out. Yep. But you yep. can't, like, don't feel like you have to start mm-hmm. tomorrow with this $200,000 budget and cameras and people. Like, oh. just start somewhere. Yeah. Start on your phone producing it yeah. yourself. Yep. And then figuring out what you want your rhythm to be and have people come alongside of you, have a company help you just analyze what you're doing yep. and and give you tips to do things yourself mm-hmm. to even save money. There's yep. so many different ways that, that oh gosh, yeah. are available to that. Yeah. And it's just about being a student learning and then just mm-hmm. just starting somewhere mm-hmm. in some budget somehow. Mm-hmm. You can do it. I mean, I think that's just what, really what I want to yep. say to people is you can absolutely – 
do this. Mm -hmm. And you'll get to a point where you're kind of at your ceiling. Mm -hmm. And then I think you should a little bit before you hit your ceiling, reach out to somebody who does it Mm -hmm. really well. Like you, you know, like there's just, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I we are. Yeah. And we, and we do We're We never try to obviously like just sell our services on this podcast, but obviously if you're ever looking for that kind of stuff, especially conversations of how like consulting type of things to help build, we obviously love doing that. Mm-hmm. And we do have a lot of experience with that. And so, you know, mm-hmm. if we if we can be of assistance, please don't feel um, obligated, but feel free to reach out anytime. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. We would love to hear what you took away from today's conversation. And maybe like, did it spark something in you? Did it give you an idea? Um, we would love to hear about that. We always love engaging with you guys that are yep. watching and listening. So comment if you're watching on YouTube. Share it on Instagram if you feel so led. (laughs) But thank you so much for spending time with us and we will see you next time. That's right. See ya.